What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It is your boy, Brandon Tanguma, on the Zoom electronically, is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Cops. And Dominic, we didn't know exactly if we we're going to do the podcast today, tomorrow, or if at all, but we are here. You were here in the Bay for a little bit, and now you're back in your abode in Washington. Sorry, <clears throat> Spokane Valley. So, Dominic. How are you doing today after another long excursion? Oh, I can just say that I am a man of emotions, a thousand to be exact. And it was a difficult journey starting Wednesday morning at fucking four o'clock in the morning that still going on to this moment right now. So... I said, Dominic, if you want to unpack all these emotions, you know, this is your therapy session for the the world or five people to see. I'm just saying, you know, the day that you move out, Brandon, and you have never leaving. (laughs) That's what I I knew that was going to happen. But it's just, you know, the, the feeling of, you know, I have some guilt. I have some remorse. I have, you know, Sadness, happiness, confidence. I have no all remorse, those emotions. No repent. We don't care what it meant. Okay, Metallica, calm down. Sorry. Um, but having studio audience here, having mascot here, having by far the two most important people in my life is the best medicine, the best therapy, the best anything I could have. So... You know, the mascot evolved into a human. He's he's my son. You, you okay. watch your mouth. You watch okay. your fucking mouth. I mean, when I when I came over on Wednesday, your son was paying more attention to me than to you. That's because you, you know, I, I'm his daddy. He's going to be like, oh, it's dad. Cool. But he sees Uncle Cheese. Oh, shit. It's Uncle Cheese. Oh, shit. You know. He gives me oh. peanut butter. That better be from your finger, not your In the bathroom. What? 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 Oreo, you sucking dick? Someone say sucking dick? He's sleeping. Mm. Good to see. So, yes, everybody, the Hobson family is back together. So the studio audience is joined us, but she's not on the call technically. She she has been like never be on a Zoom call with us again, most likely. So, damn. I mean, it was a it was a fun experiment. She chimed in a few times, especially one episode a few times, fell asleep a few times. Yep. For obvious reasons, hopefully everyone listening to this doesn't fall asleep. But, you know, if that is your medicine, is that if, you're, if we are your melatonin and you put us on to fall asleep, God bless you. I don't know how you do it, but. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, everything else was, you know, today we've unpacked everything out of her car, but there's still some boxes left in the back of my dad's truck just to as a holding area, um, you know, and tomorrow we're going to go grab a couple more things to kind of help with organizing the closet set up her playstation and hopefully uh try to get some uh some big royales coming soon but i mean that was then, the, that was the question that was the most important question i was gonna ask is has the ps5 been set up and when are we gonna play ps5 is not set up uh it's we're deb- I got to talk to me, Papa, Big Dog. Um, 
because we want to I actually take in your idea about putting it in his office and kind of making that her game area because she's only going to play when we play so he won't he won't be in there and so it's kind of like you know just set up her monitor and her playstation and then whenever she plays she just plays and she's like oh i'm done just turns it off walks into here and you know it's like it's just like back at home so um figuring that out and if that's if that's shot down to a no then uh plan b is to put you it, move out and buy a house yes exactly move out buy a buy a mansion she yep. has her own game room have my own game room so and you guys never talk to each other because that's what rich couples do that's what which gamer covers kate cappers gamer gamer can't god damn it gamer take, take it slow Thank one you. syllable at a time gamer couples do okay do do as long as we can get it set up within the next two weeks before warzone 2 comes out because we know you know if she can't play i mean dominic can't play yeah exactly but other than that snowed half the day it's raining the rest of the day so it's wet and cold how is your day brandon well my day's going good no update on the job front as i said last week they probably won't let me know this week for the pac 12 job so next week either i will find something out or i will reach out to see what happens so next week we'll we'll see what's going on but from that front you know haven't really done anything jeep hasn't got the top on you know i was gonna try to see if i could see one last time help me put the top on the jeep but a little birdie told me that big daddy was going to come down to town so i was like okay i'm not going to bother dominic with this because he's got his own shit he's got to take care of josh can help me this weekend and then turns out josh uh, had a flat tire yesterday and so he couldn't come down yesterday which when he was going to go goes to big o tires apparently he rolled over a nail the nail fucked the tire up so bad that they can't repair it they have to get a new one but they don't have that and they're closed on saturday so the earliest he can get the tire would be monday which means he can't come down which means i am shit of luck which means i'm gonna have to call my uncle to help me or i could just force, force my mom to do it which i don't think she has the physical capability to do it but we're just going to ask my uncle. So the top will be back on the old Jeep in the first week of November, which I think is the latest it has ever gone on, which shows you global warming is a thing. Well, just saying shot in the dark here. Why don't you text message Tyler and be like, Hey, you want to come over? Can you come over and help me put the top on? Maybe we can, you know, grab a bite to eat or, I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's something that he would be down for. I mean, I thought that was mine, but I guess he, well, he someone has share. to satisfy my needs now. Someone has to share, but uh, but you know, maybe Tyler can help you come. He, but yeah, but you know, Tyler lives out in Livermore. That's like a twenty-minute drive. Yeah, but you buy him, buy him a dinner, buy him like lunch or something. You know, I mean, just... I bought you, I bought you lunch, which didn't even have to pay for it, but then. I still have that twenty dollars in my wallet. Never spend it. You're gonna frame it. I'm gonna frame. You're gonna frame that twenty dollars. The last twenty dollars Brendan never gave me. Yep. (sighs) Until we go to Vegas next year, and then I have to loan you twenty dollars because you spent it all at the casino, and you're like, "Bro, this NBA over is this NBA assist over is gonna smack." I'm like, Dominic, all right, I fucking got you. Here's twenty bucks. You lay that shit down. Money. Yeah, I win twenty five dollars. Yep. Which uh, I am sweating an NBA prop bet right now. So 
I, I, I listened to Stephen Shea, shout out Barstool, shout out the Yak. And he said, take the over 21 and a half for Marcus Morris. Yeah, Marcus Morris's points, assists, and rebounds combined. He put up 11 in the first quarter. And so far, we sit almost at the end of the third. He's not playing currently, but he is at uh, math is hard. Uh, 11 plus five, that is 16. 16. So we are going to sweat this one out in the fourth quarter. Hopefully he gets on at the beginning and he can, the thing is really the points. He has five points and seven rebounds. So it's not like he, he cannot shoot the ball right now. So that's, that's the issue, but we're going to fucking survive and thrive. Let's get, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, Dominic. Um, no, I mean, I, I was, you know, we were talking before we were doing the, the pre-show. And we're talking our, about our production meeting, production meeting, pre-show, whatever, same thing. Um, you know, we should start with with just Instagram questions, you know, just just trying to change it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll switch it up. I don't know if you just we're just going to specifically do the Instagram questions because Mr. X has the perfect bridge of doing sports and wrestling. So we're going to keep Mr. X's questions unto himself. So it will just be Mr. X's questions of the week. But we got our. Instagram questions of the week. Bump bomb. Sorry. Bump, that bump, was bump. terrible. <clears throat> we could insert the Johnny Roca one from a couple weeks ago, but I probably won't. Uh, but we do not just have Johnny Roca questions this week. Someone actually responded to the call to action what? two weeks in a row. Shout out Mr. Knutson last week. He oh. asked us a question, but this week we have two separate questions from the same account big fluff 13. If you're not following him, shout out. You should shout go shoot him out. a follow. He does. Big I mean, 13, he's been, he's been dick. reposting. He's been posting things on his story a lot more often recently. He's you know more active on Instagram than he's been. Hopefully he keeps that going, get that engagement up. But let's start it off with the first question. Did you have fun with Dominic on Wednesday? Question mark. What's your honest opinion of Rich? Hmm. Well, I don't know who this person, I don't know who this big fluff person is directing this question towards, but since they're talking about spending time with Dominic, I would assume that would mean me. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like Dominic. Like, what? I mean, I don't know if maybe he thought Tyler was going to show up this week. Maybe. I mean, he, it's an open door policy. Tyler can show up whenever he wants. Yes. We're not, we not, we, I mean, sometimes we invite him. Sometimes, well, I guess we always invite him. He never takes the step to show up or ask if he can. He's just too heartbroken. I'm not there anymore. Exactly. He's really just been in shambles. But uh, how much fun did I have with Dominic? Lindsay? Dominic, it was, it was a fun time. Um, good, I, good. I had my phone on. I turned my phone off. And then, of course, I slept in later than I probably should have. So I woke up like 10.50, played probably too much Call of Duty last night, the night probably. before. And uh, I see Dominic text me at like 8.50 asking if you want if I want to go get lunch. sick. Like, fuck. Well, not, I was like, okay, I probably should have you know, had my phone on so I could see this earlier. But then I say, sure, why not? And then he says 11 or 11.15, which is like 10 minutes away. And I was like, well, God damn it. I guess I got to get my fat ass up and at least brush my teeth, which... I did. And then, of course, Dominic being Dominic, not studio on studio. is always on time. It's always always Dominic's my fault. fault. It is it's always Dominic's fault for being late. Luckily, they were able to they pushed it back to around 1145. So they would take a shower, even though maybe some people said I smell like cat. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> but no, nevertheless, it was a it's a fun time. You know, haven't done that in a while. You know, going to the mall, even though we didn't really go to the mall to shop for, you know, for us, it was for the studio. And she had to get something for the trip. And then I finally got to see it. 
all American label. The I didn't realize it was such an empire. It owned the entire cul-de-sac. I thought it was just almost, like one. Almost. I thought it was like one building, but no, it's like three, four different buildings that owns the entire cul-de-sac. Yep. They do not fuck around. As a sign said, it's more than just labels exactly. or a sign or whatever the fuck it says. It's more than just signs. I think it well, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Fuck that place. Even though you just had to go back there and say hello oh, to everyone and just studio had to go back there. I because I was such a popular person, I had to go spread my my. You've already you've already come to terms that that part of your life is over. I got to spread cheeks. Jordan's cheeks, jeez, ow! Not Tyler's. Tyler won't spread cheeks for me. Mm. Anyways, it was a fun time. I got to meet the world famous world famous Rich. Shout out, Rich. Um, that's the other part of the question. What was your honest opinion of Rich? Well, I didn't really have a strong opinion. He seemed like a, a cool, you know, decent guy. And there might be some stories that might be contrary to that. I didn't see that side of him, but you know, maybe, okay, but now, but now that, now that you've painted the picture and, you know, I even got a, you know, I was on the outside. I saw some interactions that he was having with other people. I, you know, I could possibly see what you're saying. But I mean, it, it was how more does that make you feel knowing that your girlfriend, baby mama, wife, uh, caretaker, whatever she is to you, is married to that man now? Well, you know what? I she can do whatever she him. wants. Challenge him he, to a duel. I am not challenging him to a duel. That depends what kind of duel. Is it a pistol duel or is it like a like a fencing a journalism duel? duel? Okay. Well. You got this. You have to write a report about a slandering me. report on him. No, write a report about me. Whoever gets the best report gets the girl. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it was fun to to actually put a face to the the infamous Rich. Shout out, Rich. So um, I also got to see the other Brandon, Hot Brandon. <laughs> you know, not. I mean, I thought if you call him Hot Brandon, I would have had some higher expectations for him. But you know. I also didn't get to see him up close, which apparently the studio audience said I had to see him up close. Apparently, far away, he doesn't look great. But when you really get up close, you can feel his essence and yes. get in his aura. That's when you the really move. That's when he's really hot. Yeah. Allegedly. Exactly. Allegedly. You saw you saw as uh, Zanger Bogart's daddy and mama. Shout out. Because, you know, you're best friends with them now. I am best friends with them. You know, got got a good buzz on at the Alameda County Fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. Actually, I probably got more than a buzz because uh, you guys funneled me those slushies that you guys didn't like too much. And then Dominic funneled me a Jack and Coke that had like two shots in there. <laughs> and then I probably I think would have like two or three beers. We'll yeah, say two so. beers. So mixing the alcohols. Maybe walking. someone was above above the buzz, but below drunk. I was definitely I think I was definitely above buzz. I probably was blowing a nice 069. Nice, nice. Uh, we that's not the only question we had. Oh, okay, oh, and okay. Dom, Dominic also, uh, we went to uh, Studio and Mom Taco Truck, had a steak burrito. It was cool, better than anything Dominic's ever had in Washington from the me- from a Mexican standpoint. Have you found anything yet? Have no, I have not found anything yet. Have you even just like, gone on Google Maps and just type typed in Mexican food? You want to know what's the first thing that pops up? I type in Mexican food, Taco Bell. Exactly. 
Well, that's a tough look. Taco Bell's the first thing that comes up. That is not Mexican. It's not Mexican, yeah. But if well, I you can still, uh, you got two more days by Sunday to get your Steel of Base, Steel of Tacos. Shout out Kyle Schwarber that Dominic loves oh so much because he got to kiss me because get of him. To the second question or whatever, the whatever. Second question When is your date with Adriana? Well, <gasps> I don't know who this is pointing towards it didn't well, say dominic or brandon i'm i have a full form so it has to be that question oh oh okay so it's pointing towards me when is your date with adrian well i don't know i was excited to go to all american labels i could finally get to meet her see her see what you know see her i guess i don't know but then apparently she quit hate to see it tease and well, peace. okay okay she got a new job she didn't quit oh, but well. you know well yeah. so then what was so did the audience quit even though she's going to be moving on to a new job? Yes. Okay. So Studio Audience quit, but Adriana did not. Yeah. Resign. Re- re- resignation. Okay. So what is that? Is that like more, more dignified if you resign? So you're saying Adriana. Are you saying Adriana is more professional than the studio audience? Your loving fiance? No. Hmm. I think that's what you're saying. What, are you going to fight me now? Talk shit about your girl, bro. Come on. Fight me. Yeah, it's what thought. Why would I fight you? I don't know. I don't know. But um, but when's your date? I don't know. I haven't talked in forever. Man, she's ghosting you. I know, but, uh, but apparently I'm ghosting her. It's a dual ghosting. We're dual, dual, we're dual Casper. You, you guys are double ghosting each other. It's fine, you know. It's 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 what love does, bro. But you guys have something in common now, Brandon. She's a huge degenerate sports gambler. Close. She voted yes on Prop 27. Close. What? You both don't know how to fucking drive. You Whoa. get into your horrendous car accident. Well, that was first off, that was a mechanical issue, not a driver issue. Mm. Okay, Dominic. I wouldn't be talking because you pop curbs too. Exactly, Dominic. And who's the God one? Damn it. Oh, Brandon, can can you help me drive my mom's car because she's away and I can't drive a manual? Can you help me, please? Exactly. First of all, I'll deal with you later, studio audience. If you know what I mean. No, I you don't? Oh, I'm gonna beat you. Um and oh, then allegedly, allegedly, open fist, verbally beat her, mentally abuse her. Um, second off, uh, yes, I know we everybody knows it's the other way around. Okay, Jesus, I'm trying to be tough. We know you beat my ass. Um, and eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the whole whole driving the forerunner thing that was because you didn't want to drive your car to the A's game that day. You're like, oh, I don't really want to drive my car. Can you guys drive? And I'm like, why don't you drive my mom's car? And you're like, all right, I'll do it. I drove your mom's car to the grocery store. What are you talking about? I thought you took us to the A's game in it. No, I did not. I drove it to the grocery store and back because your mom wanted to, like, you know, get the rust off because it's been sitting in the driveway for however long. I've driven to the A's game multiple times in the Jeep. Got my cooler stolen in the Jeep. All right. Anyways. But you got into a horrible fender bender. It was not a fender a bender. It was a, with a tree. It was a, a single. First off, I didn't even touch the tree. I popped the curb, came very close. Oh, look, you popped a curb and she popped a curb too. Well, I so popped you. a, first off, I popped a curb because I was in a small two lane section of a street that had no shoulder. So I was trying to get off the, with a 
car I couldn't even steer. So luckily I was angled that way. So anything, if anything, it should be impressive that I did that. But she popped a curb, damaged the fuck out of her tire. Turns out the curb was a racist, sexist curb. So the curb hit her. So she's suing for racism and sexism. And did the curb like come to life and holler yep. racial and sexual epithets at her? Yeah. So yeah. now, not only was this like both it... pop curbs, but you guys, how do they? Ooh, sorry, Gerardo. Damn, <laughs> gonna have her on what, next week. So what did you, what did you, you say? What she, oh, you didn't hear it? Oh, that if she's didn't hear it, then okay, good. I can't repeat it. I don't want there to be drama between the girls. Can you at least text me what she said? Hey. I won't say it on the air. She said, How'd she get her license? Oh, damn. She's coming. She's coming after your girl, bro. Damn, we got. I guess we got a fight. But yes, the curb. The curb won that battle, but hopefully she wins the war. So, T's and P's, T's and P's. All right, let's get into uh, Johnny Roca's questions. I guess since we're still in the uh, Instagram, uh, if I can, do I even know how to fucking work Instagram? I do not. Here we go. All right, going over to OJ Row. Question number one: Who? will be the first team to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this year. So, yes, Eagles beat the Texans, but the Texans cover. Shout out. Uh, he also has the remaining schedule for these Eagles. So, versus the Commies at Indianapolis versus Green Bay versus Tennessee at New York, Chicago, Dallas versus the Saints and versus the New York football Giants. So, off the top, uh, I guess record-wise, that would be the Giants. And the Cowboys would be the toughest matchup. Um, Dominic, how, how do you feel about the Eagles now that they're eight and zero? They're, I mean, they're still regarded as like the top NFC team. They don't exactly feel like that dominant top tier, like an undefeated Patriots team, or even like a like. I feel like it is kind of the Chiefs and Bills, and then the Eagles, because like even last week, like or yesterday, like it's still. Thursday night on the road, you're a 14 point favorite. So maybe you're clouded by, they should be by beating the Texans by more, but they kind of just, you know, did their thing. Didn't show off and, you know, overly, uh, you know, showcase what they got, but they still put up what 29, 29 points and pretty much had that game the entire time. So what they, it was a convincing win, but it wasn't exactly a spectacular one. I mean, a win is a win, right? Exactly. So, and your boy picked, you know, your boy picked them to be the NFC champions, and I'm looking pretty smart right now. And I think I said they're going to be the number one seed. I still got quite a long ways to go. So, but uh, let me just, I'll read them off to you Washington, Indy, Green Bay, Tennessee, twice for the Giants, Chicago, Dallas, and the Saints. Do any of those teams kind of stick out that definitely the Eagles are going to beat them? I'm, I'm not going to, I think the Eagles will lose a game, maybe two, even like at the end of the season. Uh, I don't see that Giants game in week 18 meeting much in terms of like for the division. So maybe they kind of take that week off and they lose that, If they, especially if the Giants are kind of fighting for a, a playoff spot. But um, I think that the one that kind of sticks out to me would be at Dallas. I mean, a three game stretch at the Giants, at Chicago, and at Dallas. I think they lose at least one of those games. Stop. And I, I was told to stop. So, shut the fuck up. Now I gotta shut the fuck up. Anyways, 
Uh, I agree. I think the one that stands out the most though is at Dallas because like you said, you got three away games. Giants are playing fairly good this year. So it's, it's, they should give them a run for their money. I mean, it's still the Giants though. So, you know, don't get your hopes up. The bears have been doing some weird offs, you know, trading some people, getting some people. They're feisty and that late in the season, you don't know what the weather's going to be like. Exactly. And then Dallas is Dallas. They're either going to play like fucking Super Bowl champions or they're going to play like the Las Vegas Raiders. So much. We'll talk about them mm-hmm. in Dominic's picks. Questions. T- question two. It is officially the halfway point of the NFL season. If the playoffs began this weekend, who would you th- who would you have winning the Super Bowl? So I, I have the graphic in front of me, Dominic, if you need any help. But at first glance, who is your what is your Super Bowl matchup slash Super Bowl winner right now? Ooh, matchup and winner. Fuck. Um, the two number one seeds are the Bills and the Eagles, obviously. Falcons would be there because they're leading the, the South. The Jets would sneak in as a five seed. Um, Chargers sneak in as well. 49ers and the Giants sneaking in. And I believe the Seahawks are leading their division. So uh, not exactly the playoff picture we thought would be happening at the beginning of the season. Uh, man. I would say you're looking more. I would say. I'd probably say you are looking. It's going to be the easy pick and the most probably common pick, but I would say Bills and Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Eagles. Uh, That was my pick to start the season, so I got to still ride with them. And from the AFC side, I did pick the Ravens. I'm kind of I'm not jumping off the bandwagon thus far, but. At this rate, they would play the Jets and then they would play the Bills, I believe, because I don't know how the seeding work if it's like, you know, lowest team plays the highest seed or whatever the case may be. But I think we are set up for that Bills uh, Chiefs rematch in this uh, AFC championship game. No Bengals, right? As of right now, I think that they'll sneak in at the end of the season. But uh, Bills Chiefs for the AFC title. And I, I do think this is the Bills year. Like they just do feel different. Yeah, they lost. Uh, was it, did they lose to the jets? They, they lost that, you know, that one game that they seem to always lose. So I'm, I'm going to ride with you. I think it is kind of the easy pick, but it does seem like the sensible pick just because the bills seem so much better than everybody else right now. Yes. And uh, question number three, Sunday, the sixth is natural, nat national nachos day easy for me to say what is on the perfect nachos and what are you drinking with it so we'll take it one at a time dominic what is on the nachos oh i'm trying to think i mean it's i'm just gonna go something easy and simple but the helmet nacho the chicken helmet nacho from the coliseum was when it was hot you know if you get it late in the game it's kind of all kind of cold and soggy and you're kind of like eh. but piping hot chicken hot nacho cheese some sour cream maybe a little bit of guac you know we get no salsa just because it's not like good fresh you know salsa it's like all that canned bullshit but you know i would say that that to me is a delicious fucking 
nacho. I mean, I could go with, uh, I also love the nacho bel grande from Taco Bell. I think that is an underrated nacho. So, I, I mean, if you're telling me to, to make a nacho, though, uh, I could be here for days. I think my perfect nacho would be like going to some like Mexican restaurant, like some walk-in Mexican restaurant, you know, in the in the styrofoam case, you got the got the cheese, the nacho cheese, not like some shredded shit. I want that that processed nacho shit with some some carne asada, some guacamole and uh, sour cream on the side, jalapenos. And I kind of like it when they have it all individually, like all separated and you kind of mix and mash however you want. So I, I think those are my favorite nachos. No surprise we haven't said anything about chili on this, on our nachos. Do you put chili on nachos? I mean, you can't put chili on nachos. Yeah. I guess Dominic, Mr. Chili Bowl, doesn't have a big fan of, isn't fan of chili on nachos. I mean, not particularly. I like chili, chili dogs. Dogs. And then I, what is, what are you drinking with the, with the nachos? I mean, you know, if I go with the ballpark, the the helmet nacho from the Coliseum, I got to go with probably like a beer or maybe like like a Dr. Pepper or or a Coke. I think I got to go with the with the soda realm, go with an old DC shout out Diet Coke. You know what I'm saying? You know, got to be healthy. Got to be healthy when you're slamming fucking 2000 calories worth of nachos in your face. If you're already eating two thousand cal, two almost said two thousand dollars. You're eating two thousand calories of nachos, then just fucking add the extra, you know, two hundred calories and just get a real coke and be a f- enjoy yourself, dog. It's either I'm getting a diet coke or I'm getting a Mexican coke, not a get a not, an Amer- not an American coke. Get the real cocaine. Yes, get the cocaína in there. Or in love with the cocoa. All right, if you would like to be like Mr. Big Fluff and Mr. Johnny Roca, send in those questions via Instagram or. Twitter. Um, I don't know how often our social media manager for Twitter is checking the DMs, but Curveballs oh. and CS on Twitter and or Instagram. Click the link in the description of the podcast. It takes you to our link tree and all the pertinent information. So let's get into the MLB playoffs. We have an off day because there was a rain out on Monday. So technically this was supposed to be game six, but it got pushed back to a Saturday, a Sunday. And the Houston Astros have a 3-2 lead heading back home to Minute Maid Park. Terrible. Hate to see uh, it. The, uh, the Phillies split, and then after going undefeated throughout the entire uh, uh, postseason, they dropped 2-3, including getting no hit in Game five or game 4. Uh, both of us have the Phillies. Unfortunately, Dominic, the Phillies cannot win in 6 like you did predicted. Damn. But do you think they can still win it in five after two pretty I mean, game four was was pretty bad, but also game five was not much better. Obviously got some hits, put up some runs, but two kind of demoralizing losses back to back. I mean, it's it's you know, things happen. Um, I feel like they got a little I'm gonna say a little cocky, a little arrogant, the Phillies did. And, you know, usually when those things happen in sports, usually bad things come of it. So, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I mean, the Astros are a good baseball team. So, I mean, you can't even, you can't really take that away from them, though. But 
I mean, when, you guys got to stay level-headed. You got to keep playing the game that you've been playing the past, you know, you know, couple weeks because that those are the games that matter the most. And, you know, getting into these last couple games, you got to go out there and give it all you got, buddy. Now, instead of speaking in coach talk, could you actually – what do you think is going to happen? Are the Phillies just going to roll over and die? This yes, is what the Phillies are going to fucking roll over and die because that's what fucking Philadelphia does. They fucking just fuck everything up. They get everybody's fucking hopes up. We no one wants the fucking Astros to win besides the people in Houston. No one else in the league wants them to fucking win. And the Phillies are a good fucking ball team, but they're not going to fucking do it because they fucking choke. There we go. That's the type of hard hit analysis we've been waiting for, Dominic. I'm a little more optimistic than you i'm not exactly optimistic that the phillies can get it done this is a similar situation to what the uh, nationals faced in 19 they uh, were down three to two going back to houston able to win six and seven but i mean the, the phillies bats are just ice cold right now you know bryce harper god bless him is doing everything he can he's getting walks he's hitting home runs but uh you know, Schwarber's doing his thing as well, but just like JT Real Muto and uh, Nick Castellanos just are not. I think they went like 0 for 25 these last couple of days. I mean, they they obviously need to step it up. They batting what four or five or three and five. They need to they need to get their shit together. And that back end with Brandon Brandon Marsh is kind of surprised a little bit, but like Stott, uh, it's kind of an inside joke with Tyler because I kind of fucked over his bet. And then Bryson Stott still hasn't really gotten a hit. He did get a walk, so good for him. But um, offensively, he has not really shown too, too much. Insecure has had his hits and misses, but they haven't really, like, put it together as a full lineup. Like, they'll get out, but then, like, you know, Segura will get a hit with nobody on and yada, yada, yada. But I, I forget what the matchup is for uh, game six, but uh, – this this isn't exactly surprising just because, as you said, the Astros are a really good ball club and they probably should win. So we got Framber Valdez taking on Zach Wheeler. I mean, Houston won that Framber game. It was the, the sticky stuff, allegedly, game. I don't know. I, I think it's real tough. I think Philly, I mean, it's game six. You got to just empty out the bullets if you got them. So the Phillies are going to throw out all their big arms, even if they're down. My heart says Philly, but my head kind of says Houston. Houston gets it done, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, moving, moving on. Let's. Uh, I guess we'll do we'll do the NBA preview first. So this is I I can't believe it's been this long and I haven't even said it. This is episode two hundred sixty officially, even though it's unofficially the five year anniversary of Curveballs and Share Shots, Dominic. You're. It's an honor to be doing this thing five years. I've been doing this shit for five years. That That's what 52 times five is. God damn. I know. We had the other podcast had their 300th episode this week. We're having our five-year pseudo anniversary this week. It's, it's a big time. What a time to be alive, Dominic. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, when you when you work with your best friend, it's not work. So beautiful so beautiful i love and, you buddy and marcus morris he's fucking choking right now <laughs> fucking fucking me up hopefully we can get some overtime because the the clippers are only leading by three with five and a half to go but uh we are still stuck at 16 
Anyways, let's get into our NF- NBA preview. Uh, we're going to run down the standings real quick just to kind of get an eye on how everything is a few weeks in. In the East, Milwaukee Bucks are undefeated at 7-0. and The Cleveland Cavaliers, shout out. Donovan Mitchell kind of forgot he's on the team, but they are doing their damn thing at 7-1. and uh, Toronto Raptors, Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics, Chicago Bulls. Uh, also kind of making that cut. And then they have the play-in teams of New York, Indiana, Washington, and the Sixers. That has kind of been a little bit of a dumpster fire to start the year with uh, James Harden now going down for at least a month with a foot injury. The uh, my Miami Heat have also kind of been a dumpster fire. And the ultimate dumpster fire right now is the Brooklyn Nets. The whole Kyrie situation, he's been suspended for at least five games. Now Nike's suspending their... Uh, whatever contract with him. So not, not a, not a good look over there in Brooklyn. And they fired Steve Nash. And then it looks like uh Ime, what, well, whatever Udoka, the Celtics coach is probably going to take that job. So it, it ain't looking so hot over there in Brooklyn, Dominic, but what are your thoughts on the Eastern conference in the NBA? Who's going to be the, the top team when I things mean, are all said and done? I mean, one thing that, I think a lot of people have agreed upon since Giannis has come in to the NBA is, you know, whatever team he's on, he's going to be, that's going to be a team to fuck with. And it's been kind of proven, um, you know, all the teams you've listed, basically it's been the same thing for the past decade or two um, with the Nets struggling. It's kind of weird, but I mean, they don't have their all, all-star Ben Simmons playing. You know, I saw him bench the last game I saw or whatever, so it's kind of like, you know. How much longer until Ben Simmons is back playing in Australia? I give him the rest of the season, and then he tur- and then he just realizes, uh, I'm getting picked on too much. I can go I can go to Australia or China or whatever and be a fucking megastar. I mean, look at, what's his name, Taco Fowl or whatever? He's the biggest motherfucker in that China league. And he's just being like fucking Wilt or Magic Johnson, whatever, just fucking just dominating everything. When he was so, like on the on the second row bench for the Celtics last year, exactly. So I mean, Ben Simmons, take a pay cut, go to fucking China, play a season there, and just be a fucking megastar there. People will love you, even though you're be the next Stephon Marbury. Exactly right. Shit. I think the Bucks are kind of the clear cut cream of the crop right now. And even with Middleton, you know, kind of coming back from injury, I think uh, Giannis is leading the way for MVP. Uh, you know, Bucks took not exactly took a year off last year, but they, I think they're going to have a bounce back season. They're definitely going to be there at the top. I think the surprising team so far has been the Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers. Dominic. Do you think they can kind of keep, keep this up? You know, the Donovan Mitchell trade, I thought we both thought I think it was a good move. Kind of wondered how it was all going to play out, but they had a, a really good young core to start last year. Now you add Mitchell to the mix and he's an MVP candidate. Do you think they can kind of keep it up and possibly make a run of that Eastern Conference Finals? I would love for that to happen. Without LeBron? Love, exactly. Without LeBron, have that happen. Fucking make a claim that you don't need him and you're never going to need him again and just fucking just plant that flag. Until will he comes back, probably? plays one more year and retires. Exactly. But will that happen? Probably not. I, I think they'll have a good season. You know, hell, they might even make it in the playoffs, but I don't think they'll get past the first or second round. I, I think the Cleveland, the Cavaliers will definitely make the playoffs. Now, will they be the two seed entering it? Probably not. I think the 
the Celtics and Bulls are kind of will figure it out. Even the Sixers will, I think they will be better, but uh, I think the Cavaliers can definitely make a run and win at least the first round, maybe make a, a little bit of a run to this, the conference semis, but uh, officially Dominic, are we both running with the chalk and taking the bucks to come out of the East? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to the West as the Phoenix Suns lead the, uh, lead the conference right now, followed by the Portland Trailblazers who do not have Dave Lillard because he's been out. Then the Utah Jazz who traded everybody, but they're still playing quite well at six and three, followed by Memphis, San Antonio, the Nuggets as the quote unquote playoff teams and the play in play in teams, the Pelicans, Mavericks, Timberwolves, and Thunder. And down at the bottom, you know, kind of surprisingly with some big names, the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Lakers, and then the uh, the Kings, the Rockets. But uh, we've got to be homers first, Dominic. What are your thoughts? Nine games in. They are currently, I think, last time I checked, they were winning the Pelicans. but uh, Winning the Pelicans. They are winning the Pelicans, but now they're losing the Pelicans by six. Uh, but no one's really playing for the Warriors right now. It has been a tough look so far. I'm uh, getting a lot of the youngsters playing. So it's going to be some growing pains and there has been a lot of growing pains thus far for the, for the Warriors, Dominic. I mean, I, I can't, they're not my home team anymore. I got to go with the, I, the closest team to me is Portland. you're a big trailblazers fan. Now D- Dame time, baby. Yes, sir. But, uh, but no, uh, it's, I don't want to say that the Warriors aren't going to do shit this season. Cause I know they'll, they'll, hit a streak of you know like all oh, the start climbing that ladder get into the playoff picture and then later down the line something's going to happen someone's going to tweak a back tweak a knee or something and then they're going to go down for like a couple weeks month and then they're going to lose a bunch of games and then they're going to get you know so will they make playoffs yeah i think they'll make that play in but i don't see them being repeats definitely not yeah i think they're gonna they're gonna figure it out they're gonna get better, move into the playoff spot, maybe sneak in as like the sixth seed or possibly have to fight their way in with the, uh, the play in, but there's, there's a lot of like really solid teams in the East. And even like you have surprise teams right now with the jazz trailblazers and even the thunder right now at four and four, that's good enough to make the play in. Uh, I think the Timberwolves magic or Mavericks and the Pelicans are uh, right now. They're play they're play in teams, but I think they're, they're really fun to watch. And I think they got to, a lot of good young talent, and so far the the Timberwolves with the Rudy Gobert and Cat situation, you know, some hit or misses at four and four, but I think they'll they'll figure it out and they'll definitely be better later on in the year. But I I don't know who exactly comes out of this because there's like a lot of really solid teams, no one kind of clear cut above. Uh, people maybe coordinating that this is Memphis's year with another year of Jaw, kind of getting some experience. The Phoenix Suns number one seed, so maybe a, a rematch of the finals from a couple years ago with Milwaukee. Uh, I, I don't know. This one's definitely, I think more tough, more of a toss up than the, uh, than the East is with kind of the bucks and then kind of like everybody else right now. It's not a toss up, buddy. Who, who's making it out the West? The suns. When the dust settles, it's going to be the suns, but they're not going to go to the finals again. So the suns are going to be the number one team but then not make it to the West. I mean, that's what I was kind of asking. Oh, you're trying to say who's, oh, who's making it to the finals. Oh, who's going to the finals. I got the bucks. We'll go with. I probably give it to the Yaz. The my Utah jazz. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
I'd love to see what the Clippers can really do if Kawhi gets healthy, but Kawhi kind of is like never healthy. But if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick somebody to make it to the finals, I think the Nuggets put it together finally. You got Murray back. Hopefully he can kind of be healthy. And then, you know, Jokic is Jokic. He's going to put an MVP campaign this year. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets to get her done, get that high atmosphere, as old Ty Gundy likes to say in Denver. It's going to be tough to play there. Give me the Nuggets and give me the Bucks. It's going to be a big boy, big meaty men slapping meat down there with Jokic and Giannis in the finals. Sounds hot. Sounds real hot. Uh, even hotter is Dominic's picks because he is just kicking my fucking ass. I know he might be doing the money line thing, which is technically easier than picking the spreads, but I had a bad week last week. I went five and nine by far the, the worst week for either one of us this year for the NFL picks, but uh, you know, big bounce back. I don't exactly love the board this week, so it's not a, a good spot for me to bounce back, but let's get into the NFL preview for week nine. Otherwise known as. Dominic's picks. Bum, bum. So, as I said, we got a lot of tight matchups on the board. So, not a big fan. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I did do shitty last week, but I will say my lock, it hit. I told you the Vikings were going to beat the Cardinals and cover because the Kyler Murray COD, new Modern Warfare 2. What happened? The Vikings covered. You're welcome. So, uh, starting off with one of the biggest numbers on the slate, I think tied for the biggest number as the Buffalo Bills travel in, well, out of state to New Jersey to take on the New York football Jets. The Jets are getting 11 and a half at home. Dominic, the Bills, we both have them making the Super Bowl right now, possibly clear cut number one best team in the league. The Jets have kind of fallen off. Maybe they're, uh, Carriage has turned into a pumpkin. Can the Jets keep it close, possibly surprise, and beat the Bills? Negative. The Bills. A Buffalo will eat a Jet this weekend. If that's even possible. Well, if we're going off like, you know, Battle of the Mascots, which we do from time to time, uh, I'm taking a Jet over a Buffalo or a Bill. What if especially, if it's like an, especially if it's like an armor jet. Okay, then, but no, I'm going with the Bills. Uh, just to be clear, or is Dominic just doing money lines again? Yes. Okay, shit, don't yell at me, Dominic. Shit. I'm to sleep. All right, you're going to take the Bills at minus 590. Great value there. Great value. Uh, give me the Jets at home and the points. I'm a sucker. The Jets have some good, has a good... A, Fuck it. They have a good defense. They can kind of hold the bills down a little bit, you know, run the ball, chew some clock. Zach Wilson isn't exactly been great. Maybe he, you know, finds a good milf out there and he can kind of calm his nerves and he can play well this week. So give him the jets plus the points. I think the bills still win though. Then uh, Mr. X's Cincinnati Bengals host the Carolina Panthers in the battle of the kitty cats. We got the Bengals favored by seven at home after Laying an egg on Monday Night Football, losing pretty bad to the Cleveland Browns, Dominic. Uh, Panthers, surprising team these last few weeks with XFL legend P.J. Walker. Can the Packers possibly continue this good stretch for them and the bad stretch for the Bengals? As much as I want to say yes, I'm going to say no. I think the Bengals will bounce back. 
um, you know, there was kind of a fluke game last week, kind of just, you know, maybe somebody didn't sleep on the right bed or some side of the bed or something, but I'm going to go with the Bengals beating the shit out of the Panthers. You know, PJ Walker may be a goat and I'm not going to deny that, but it's Joe Burrow. He, he going, he going, he going to Jesus fucking, they have barking spiders in Washington. What the fuck? Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Joe Burrow's going to beat the fuck out of, you know, that Panthers defense, which is not all that great. Sorry, Mr. X. I'm going to go with the Panthers to keep it close. Do think the Bengals get the win, though, but at seven, uh, the Panthers are kind of a feisty team these uh, last few weeks. And uh, with without Jamar Chase, you know, it has hurt them, especially last week. But the Browns are a, a good defensive team. Uh, pa- Panthers pass rush. I don't think it's like great. It's obviously not as good as the Browns. So maybe that does play into the Bengals being able to, to light up the scoreboard a lot more, but, um, but also Mr. X, I feel like every time I take the Bengals, they end up losing. So it should be a godsend that I am taking the Panthers plus the points here. Um, I mean, the Panthers do have a, a surprising group of the Bengals kind of come out slow and they can Panthers can, you know, surprise and just feed DJ Moore. Definitely not a fantasy football reason for why it should feed DJ more, but uh, I think the Panthers can surprise some people and keep it close in this one. Then we got an uh, NFC North matchup as the green Bay Packers take on the Detroit lions Packers, three and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, Packers have been disappointed. They did cover against the bills on Sunday night. The lions just been lining these last few weeks. Uh, DeAndre Swift questionable. They trade DJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. So kind of questions on how that former explosive offense to start the season is going to pan out in this one. Uh, Dominic, I'm going to just jump in first. I think the Packers get right. I don't love the Packers, but I hate the Lions even more. So give me the Packers and the three and a half. Um, I'm going to agree. Packers get right. Uh, whatever. I, I honestly they get it they get the job done but I, I still think it's a game of a lot of head scratching being like what the fuck is going on in Green Bay they get the, they get they're gonna beat the Lions just because the Lions are bad they're not gonna beat them it's not gonna be pretty yes but they'll win yeah exactly there we go all right moving on to another kind of ugly type game the Indianapolis Colts travel to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots uh, Jonathan Taylor is at and this line has just creeped up. I think it was at like three and a half or something. Now it's up to six in favor of the Patriots. Um, Deion Jackson is going to be starting for JT. Dominic, as someone who traded Jonathan Taylor, how, well, I wouldn't say happy because we're not happy for injuries, but how relieved are you that you don't have him on your team anymore? Uh, ecstatic. I got great running back in Dalvin Cook and a decent you know, wide receiver in uh what's his name? Olave. Olave. There we go. So I'm not complaining. Um you know, Dalvin Cook continues to put up good numbers for me. So but I'm already not gonna win this season. So you know it also doesn't help that you you're facing Travis who has Jalen Hurts and Dallas Gardard who both just fucking smacked on Thursday. Yeah. Well, they smacked, but you know, not how you start, how you finish. Well, it's more well, Dallas Goddard. More Dallas Goddard. Exactly. It's more Dallas Goddard because Hurts only put up 31 points, which in our league is not that much for quarterbacks. Exactly. So it's just, 
you know. But yeah. Anyways, New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts without Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Patriots get a, a big win last week, bouncing back after that, that shitty okay. performance on Monday night. Do they uh, keep it rolling here against the uh, lackluster Colts? Okay, I guess Dominic is muted, so he's in a conversation or doing something. Sorry, no, I was doing something that's moving around. Um, do they do the, the Patriots get the job done? Yes, Patriots get the job done. I got to agree. Um, I six is a lot, and the Patriots. I mean, I'm not like in love with them, uh, but the the Colts just. Eh, I am not a not really liking it, and I think the Patriots. They're at home, so kind of calm the nerves, get it done. Beat the Colts by a touchdown. Keep how you doing. Keep moving. Um, moving on, we get the LA Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are three-point underdogs at home. Falcons, as I said, the leader of the NFC South, the worst division in basketball football. We don't know what the fuck sport we're talking about anymore, but uh, Chargers coming off a bye. Dominic, do they... Uh, beat the feisty Atlanta Falcons with Cordell Patterson possibly coming back. Not hundred percent sure though, but Keenan Allen at for the chargers. I'm going to say the Falcons get the job done. I think the Falcons are going to be a sneaky good team. this rest of the season. I mean, here we go. This is where Dominic, you really make your money right here with the Atlanta Falcons getting the underdog win. Just I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go with the Falcons. I, I, I can't, they they won last week in a hell of a game. Should have lost, but you know, just Falcon. The Chargers just aren't doing it. They they had so much steam rolling coming into the season. They're not doing it. So go with the Falcons. By the way, fuck Marcus Morris. Puts up twenty combined points, rebounds, and assists in thirty five minutes. Going three for eleven. Three for eleven, Dominic. What are we doing here? How much did you uh, lose out? Twenty dollars. That's supposed to bounce. That's supposed to make me bounce back from a terrible week yesterday. For a terrible day yesterday. How much were you supposed to win? Eighteen dollars. Yeah. Supposed to recover. Sorry, I'm not laying down huge money like you are. We don't unit shame around here, Dominic. I I want you to put a bet down that's so outrageous that you win. If you win, it hits. Well, uh, what was it? During the no hitter, I laid a hundred. $28 on the Astros spread. So I had to sweat out that, that last inning of Ryan Presley. So there you go. Is that better for you? So you said you sweat it. So you won? Yeah. I, I li- It's a terrible bet. It was so stupid. Do never do this, but I'll, responsibly. I always bet responsibly, but I basically bet $128 to win like 35. You fucking idiot. But it won. So that's all that matters. Uh, but Back to back to football. Yeah. Atlanta uh, Atlanta Falcons getting three against the Chargers. I mean, yes. I don't know. I don't know what to make about this Chargers team. Uh, the Falcons are a feisty bunch. They don't really like excite you, but they did get into that shootout last week against the Panthers, which is something we haven't really seen from them because they are a boring running team with Marcus Mariota. And this is one of these games that I hate because I feel like it can it can go either which way. Give me the Falcons at home. I mean, they beat the 49ers at home. If they can beat the Niners, I think they beat the Chargers. So 
I'm kind of with Dominic, you know, sprinkle on the money line, but if you're going to give me three points, I will take it. So we're both on the Falcons, which means the Chargers are definitely winning. Then staying in the AFC West with the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Jacksonville Hagwires in Duval. Don't know why the Broncos are on a bye, but yet the Jaguars are not on a bye after their London game last week. But what do I know? I'm not an NFL uh, schedule maker, but the Raiders are minus two on the road and they just absolutely laid a fucking egg on the road in New Orleans in the Brandon Bowl. Zero to 24. Derek Carr did not even get past the 50 yard line. They didn't even get into New Orleans territory with Derek Carr as their quarterback. Dominic, what the fuck happened last week? Sad day to be a Las Vegas Raider fan. It's a sad day. It's a bad day. Horrible day. Derek, if that is your real name, should just get the fuck out of Las Vegas, you son of a bitch. Give us Aaron Rodgers. I'll take it right now. Straight up think- one. Straight up one for one. Aaron Rodgers for Derek Carr. Do you think this is Derek Carr's last year? Because I think there is some sort of like out on his contract. And there was a conspiracy theory that Josh McDaniels is trying to tank so he can get uh, Derek Carr out of there because he doesn't like him as a quarterback. But also, I mean, Josh McDaniels was terrible in Denver, so it's not exactly like has a good track record of being, his he- uh, being head coach. It's not that I don't like Derek Carr. I just... I. If you look at what's the old question, he's good, but he's not great. But do you risk the good quarterback to possibly get a great quarterback, but isn't going to be a great quarterback? It's not guaranteed. And it's like if you look at what's working now in the league, it's they're going back to being able to throw it and run it. Uh, Josh, I mean, Marcus Mariota, your former backup is leading a division leader right now. Exactly. If you look at Pat Mahomes, he can run it. Not that he's the best runner but he can run it he's agile he can run throw jump whatever josh allen can run throw jump whatever jalen Hurts can run throw uh fuck even justin fields if we saw that i think what was it when they played was it the not the niners it was whatever the game that i can't remember is the one that they won he's fucking running in circles dodging tackles to make a fucking first down throw or uh, to run for the first down or whatever it's like you know, you've got to be agile. Derek Carr is not agile. He, ever since he broke his leg, he's brittle and he is afraid to get hit, which, you know, and, and realistically, quarterback, you shouldn't want to be getting hit, but, you know, you got to be able to take it. But, you know, it's like, you know, and, and half the time when he does run, he fumbles it. So it, it's it's one of those things where I think the Raiders need to look into the future and find a multi-talented uh, quarterback there is a, a decent quarterback class this year so i don't i mean if the raiders were on this path i forget do they have a first round pick this year it's probably something we should have uh, looked at i don't think so i don't I, I well no i think we gave didn't we give him up for Devonte? probably probably yep yep hold on I'm looking something up on RaidersWire.USA Today, which should be a very reputable source. Source. Uh, so currently it says the Raiders own the number six pick in the NFL draft after week eight. So apparently we do have the draft, the uh, draft pick. I should have just looked up the draft order. 
But uh, oh, here we go. Tankathon.com. So yes, we still have our we still have our first round draft pick. So that'll be six behind Detroit, Houston, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. So looks like you know Pittsburgh and Jacksonville aren't going to draft a quarterback. Carolina, Houston, Detroit might. So you know. Maybe uh, start looking at taking. Surprisingly, Tampa Bay has a seventh pick in the NFL draft, and they're still in the division. Well, shout out the Eagles who got the eighth pick in the draft. I'd probably say give them two more weeks. If they don't win at least one of those two games in the next two weeks, then you start tanking. All right, let's get back to the actual game, Dominic. Jacksonville Jaguars, Raiders, both teams are in the shit can. They need a win. Do the Raiders actually get this win against a team they should beat? I mean, they they should have. I mean, eh, I don't know if they should have beat the Saints, but I mean, they should have beat the the Texans. They did. That was at home, though. Can they do this in Duval on the road? I want to say yes so badly because I've been saying yes every week. So I'm going to go with a yes. Um, but it's not a confident yes. Once again, tough, tough line here. Not, I mean, I hate both these teams, even though I love one of these teams. Um, give me the Raiders. Um, I have more confidence kind of in their talent. And I think last week was definitely like a wake up, but like, you know, fucking get your shit together. And they're definitely not going to make the playoffs, but I think they're kind of like the worst possible outcome is just being a 500 team. And you, you lose out on the top 10 draft pick. So. As a fan, maybe I just want them to lose the rest of the season to get a high draft pick, but they haven't exactly made good draft picks recently. So don't that exactly a good uh, thing or not. But I'll take the Jags plus the two points at home, and Dominic will be a sucker and take the Raiders to win. Uh, moving on, we get the Miami Dolphins on the road against the Chicago Bears. The Dolphins are the favorites on the road by just four points. This one seems like it should be a little bit bigger, but... Maybe the books see the uh, the Bears being a little feisty in this one, Dominic. You see it the same way. Bears are surprisingly good if given the... I'm not going to say, like, I, it's kind of hard to explain it. I just... The Bears can get it done. So I'm going to go with the Bears. Ooh, look at that. A surprising upset of Dominic. Plus 170 for the Bears to get the win if you're looking that way. Uh, for me... I kind of lean Dolphins in this one. Uh, the Bears have been a little surprising recently. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is like okay. You get, uh, I mean, the Dolphins have just got Bradley Chubb, so now they've gotten much better defensively. So I, I wonder how they're going to utilize him if they just kind of use use him on like third down plays. Or I mean, he's like a lineman linebacker, so it's not like he needs to know too much of the playbook uh, to play. Give me the Dolphins minus the four. Uh, not in love with it. I, I mean, I, I would not be shocked if the Bears do come out and like surprise the world and beat these Dolphins. But I think the weather is like surprisingly clear. So that definitely does help the Dolphins. And if they get into a shootout, we saw what happened last week. The Bears can kind of keep up in a shootout. But ultimately, they just, you know, if a team has too much firepower like the Cowboys, they're going to ultimately run away with it. So give me the Dolphins minus four on the road. Then moving on to the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Washington Commanders. Similar line here. I think also more of a more of a stinky line with the Vikings minus three on the road against the commies. 
This one feels like it should be more Dominic. No, do you feel like, I feel like the Vikings at six and one, one of the top teams in the conference should be more than just a three point favorite against the Washington commanders. But the commanders can be sneaky. I mean, they're, they're hot, cold, hot, cold. So that's why I think they give them three points, but I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I think cook Jefferson, you know, I don't think Thielen's playing. So what's the Osborne? We'll get it done. They got TJ Hawkinson added to the mix. Irv Smith, I think, is likely done for the season. So that is going to be their tight end. So another another good move for the Vikings to keep that offense strong. As I said, like this feels like a rat line. I'm not going to take the bait. Give me the commanders plus three points. If it pushes, it pushes which I'd be perfectly fine with the push, especially after last week. But I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but giving the commanders minus three points on the road or at home, even though the Vikings are kind of my team right now. I'm going to gonna do it, and this is how I lose. Uh, then we got a battle of the birds in Arizona. The Seattle Seagulls taking on the Arizona Cardinals. The division-leading Seagulls are two-point underdogs against the Cardinals. Dominic, uh, do you have faith in the Seahawks after getting a win over the Giants? You know, jury's still out on the Giants and exactly who they are, but Seahawks getting a win against a playoff caliber team record-wise. Are the are the Seagulls legit? I think so. I think uh, whatever Gino's been drinking and whatever Metcalf be sipping and whatever that defense be eating, it's working. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks. And plus, Call of Duty still barely noon. Kyle is probably going to be playing still. I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. Not exactly because of the Call of Duty thing. I think you know he's gotten he's got it out. He's got his gold camos. Maybe he's even gotten like some more mastery camos. And I think uh, Kyler will be good. Now, come back to me in a couple weeks once Warzone 2 drops. Then I'm going to be hammering against the Cardinals that week it comes out, unless they're on a bye. But uh, give me the Seahawks plus the points. So uh, we're on Dominic's hometown team. We're both on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, staying with the NFC West as the Los Angeles Rams travel across the country to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks favored by three at home. This one is the battle of two disappointing teams as the Rams lost to the 49ers after, right? No. Did they, did they play last week or were they on a bye? I forget. I don't, I don't remember. No, they won last week, right? Or did they lose? Come on, Don, can you just help me out here? No? Nothing? Dominic's dead. Sorry, goddammit. What, what are we talking about? Yes, they did lose to the 49ers last week. It was a close game for the first quarter, but then the 49ers ran away with it. Okay, I couldn't, remember this, was, I couldn't remember this was last week or the week before. But anyways, yes, 49ers. McQuaffey. 49ers fucking beat down on the Rams again in SoFi South. Uh, the Buccaneers, long, long week after the Thursday night loss to the Ravens. Um, another kind of... I don't know if it's a, a, a rat line just because both we don't know what the fuck these teams are. They have some talent, but they also have some gaping holes. Cooper Cup's been hurt. Shouldn't have been out there at the end of the game anyways. Looks like he is going to play. I 
both these teams offensive lines are terrible so i think it just kind of come down to that who can hold up more with fucking duct tape and spit but give me the rams i think history points to the rams being good against the bucks and the bucks being bad at home so i hate it i don't like it but give me the rams give me give me the rams too i think tampa bay's time is up now that uh, the divorce is out of the way is are we gonna see a new tom brady dominant no we're gonna oh, see a okay. shell of a man shell, shell of a mold self he's just gonna be ugh, terrible then Sunday night football with the Tennessee Titans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think at the beginning of the season, we thought this could have been a sexy matchup. Still a decent matchup, but not as sexy as we thought. The Chiefs are a big 12-point favorite against those Titans. Um, big, big game for King Henry last week. Uh, two Over 200 yards on the ground. Uh, I'd love if, to have that. If, if, the, if you don't have Derrick Henry. I, know, I would have loved to have that. Uh, well, Titans. I think they need another big game from Henry if they want to kind of keep this close and possibly win this game is to, you know, run the ball, run the ball, chew the clock, keep possession, only give the Chiefs like five or six possessions and possibly win, you know, like 17 to 21 or something. But do you think that happens or do the Chiefs just fucking dog walk them and say like, look, you guys might like the Bills. You saw them last week, but we're better. We, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. And they're not betting. The spreads, Dominic, but do the Chiefs come out and fucking crush the Titans? I'm going to say no. I think the Titans surprise people and actually put up a good game. Might even win. Mm, that would be plus 40, 430. That'd be a nice little, that'd be some good change in your pocket, especially betting a lot of these uh, favorable money lines, Dominic. Well, you know, I'll try to please everybody. Well, is that your official pick? Are you going with the Titans? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. Okay, well, fuck me sideways, Dom. I'm going to go with the Titans. And I i mean, I was going to do this anyways, but I am riding with Dominic. We are going with the Titans. I'm going to be I'm going to be smart. Well, not smart. Dominic is smart. I'm going to be <laughs> more frugal. I'm going to be more conservative. There we go. And take the 12 points. But I could see, you know, the Titans. It definitely needs to be the way I described it. They cannot get in the shootout. I mean, Malik Willis threw like 50 yards last week compared to, you know, Henry's 200 plus yards on the ground. So they desperately need to keep this on the ground and just have 35, 37% or 37 minutes of the uh, possession. So give him the Titans and the 12, but Dominic says, fuck you. He's going out right with the win. Then, Monday night football, the Baltimore Ravens go in to the Silver Superdome as the New Orleans Saints host them. The Ravens, a slight two and a half point favorite against those Saints. Talked about them with the Raiders. Uh, Saints, after being a pretty bad defense for the majority of the season, clamped down 24-0 win. Um, Kamara has a big game, but uh, offense looking a little slim. Well, I mean, it's out. It's the Alva Kamara and Chris Olave show right now for the Saints offensively. Andy Dalton's doing fine. Uh, Michael Thomas out for the rest of the year. Jarvis Landry questionable. Mark uh, Mark Ingram, I think, is doubtful, if not out. So, Dominic, what do you see in this one? A decent little Monday Night Football game of the Saints and Ravens. And Mark Andrews didn't practice again, so he might be out, but who knows? 
I think it's going to be a saint, a saint showdown. Just going to be, oh, fuck, my computer's going to die. Um, so this is going to be a lot of running plays with Kamara, Alave. Fuck, even Taysom Hill might get in there. I'm going to go with the Saints. Okay, Dominic, I appreciate you being a homer and going with the Saints, but I'm not going to be a homer. I am going to go with the Ravens. Two and a half is a perfect number for this Ravens team because I do not ex- I do not have faith in them to hold any type of lead. So giving me just two and a half for them to cover is the perfect amount for them. I'll take the bait. Saints are a different team at home, and that defense did look much better last week, but that also could just be inept Raiders offense. And Rashad Bateman being out, Mark Andrews, I kind of I don't want him to be out because you know I have him in, in a, on a team, but also I kind of don't want him to go there hurt and then leave after a couple plays like he did last week. So I'll, I'm going to give the Ravens big running game. Lamar kind of has to do everything. I think he can do everything. So give me the Ravens minus the two and a half. Uh, so yeah, that is it. Look ahead line. For Thursday night, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, one and a half in favor of the Falcons. Dominic, uh, possibly if the Panthers win, pull off the upset against Mr. X's Bengals. This could be a, a sneaky, it'd be an ugly, good matchup on Thursday night with the Falcons and Panthers, possibly with the division on the line. As he struggles to try to plug in his laptop and stop it from dying. You know, I just don't know why he just doesn't always have it plugged in. I always have it plugged in. Just Oh, I didn't know I was muted. Sorry, hmm. I put my screen all the way black because I'm not trying. I'm not trying to plug it in. Nope. We'll see how good that goes. So that is it for Dominic's picks. Let's move over to. Uh, we've already dipped our hand into the mailbag, but we're going to go deeper into the mailbag to the the. I'm not going to to another part of the mailbag, otherwise known as Mister X's questions of the week. Bum, bum. What does Mr. X have for us today? Hey there. Howdy. Has this been one of the more exciting World Series in recent history? And if Houston wins, would it help to wipe away the stigma of the cheating scandal? Um, exciting? Game one was exciting. The end, the ending kind of of last night's game was exciting. Those two games in the middle were blowouts. Yes. Not terribly. And will will the a Houston win wipe it away? Never. It's not going to like obviously wipe it away, but I think it does kind of signify that the Astros are a really good franchise, a really good Until team. Until in three years they come out that they cheated again. Of course, but uh, it definitely does kind of vindicate that they're a good team because there's always that asterisk of 17 and they've lost the other years that they made it to the World Series. So if they can win this one, and just be like, look, this is a quote unquote clean one. We won. And they're not exactly like kitting the cover off the ball. Like they had that big inning in game four. They, you know, pieced it together yesterday. And then they, you know, they had the blowout or whatever. Who gives a shit? But I, I think it does. It definitely does help. The, the, the stench is never going away, but it definitely kills most of the odor. Yes. All right. Next question Are the Eagles legit or have they been lucky? I mean, we touched on this. They're I uh, say legit, but I don't want to say lucky. I think they're good. Definitely good. 
I just don't want to. I I don't know if I want to use the word legit right now. I mean, I'll call them legit. I think they are a legit playoff contender, a legit NFC championship contender. Now, putting them up against the Bills and Chiefs, that's where I kind of wonder. I mean, they have the firepower. They have the stellar running game. They're, they, I mean, Darius Slay can kind of cover any wide receiver so you can shut down Stephon Diggs. You can, sh- well, you know, the, that's the problem with the Chiefs. They don't have like that number one wide receiver star running uh, wide receiver, but they have Kelsey and they have Juju and they just have a bunch of different weapons and they have Patrick Mahomes. So I think they are legit in the NFC. Now, are they legit in terms of the Super Bowl favorite? I still go with Bills and Chiefs. Dominic's okay. getting yelled at. Moving on. What's the next question? In NHL news, the Boston Bruins, who have the best record in the league at 10 and 1, dominate the Atlantic Division. In the Metropolitan, the New Jersey Devils reign at 8 and 3 with Carolina on their heels. In the West, Dallas sits atop the Central. The defending champion, Avalanche, appear to be struggling a bit and forth. In the Pacific, Vegas, who are 10 and 2, look like they're finding their momentum once again. Sadly, my Ducks, quack, quack. Remain in last place quack, quack. with no real signs of improvement anytime soon. Sad quack quack. Sad quack quack. I did a, they had it on ESPN. I did watch like three minutes of a Sharks uh, Ducks game. Quack quack. Quack quack. Or I don't know what a shark makes. Dun dun. Dun dun. Oh yeah, dun dun. Yeah. Dun, dun. Go, right, bar- go Barracuda. This is a Barracuda podcast. And a quack, quack. And a quack, quack, quack. quack. And a quack, quack here. And a quack, quack later. And a quack, 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 quack. Anyways, um, on some wrestling, with Nakamura and Sheamus set to appear at Pro Wrestling Noah, could we see more WWE talent showing up in other companies now that Papa Trips is in charge of the graps? Sheamus actually a Noah? Yeah, he's going against... Because I, I mean, I, I saw that... I think? I saw that on Twitter, and I just assumed that was like a fake... No, he's going against Suzuki, right? I think, or right? I mean, that's what I mean. I saw the I saw the graphic, but then oh, I couldn't okay. like confirm that that was a a real thing. So that's why I was just a little skeptical. But the oh, okay. the Shinsuke thing is definitely legit. Oh, 100 percent. Anyways, so uh, you know Shinsuke and Muda, uh, I think it's great. I uh, you know the quote unquote forbidden door being open. On WWE side is cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we'll really see the full fledged, you know, cohesion like we see in AEW with a New Japan or a Noah or a Stardom or whatever promotion out there you want to call. But I mean, we saw last year with Mickey James. I think we could possibly see a little bit of melding offenses with, you know, some contracted wrestlers making some one off appearances. Or, you know, like the rumble. Like if you're looking for someone to just show like up. Pop. Yeah. For cheap pop, you get, you know, Kazucha Okada to make a run in. I don't know. Who? Kazucha Okada. Or Kazuchka. Kazuchka. That's what I said. Yes, exactly what you said. Fuck you. <sighs> On to the next one. Is there any point in keeping the Dark Order together? I think the main reason they do is to honor the late Brody Lee. But they haven't had any momentum since they were since he was their leader. What do you think? That's a good question. Um, I mean, is is it wrong to 
is it wrong to break them up or two is it wrong to have a new leader be appointed i don't think you can really have a new leader um i think what they do is perfectly fine you know they're all just kind of one unit they're all together you know adam page and uno were kind of like the the higher level people in terms of like the leadership but mm-hmm. no one's really above anybody else um if they want to like officially break i don't think you like break them up per se but they could just kind of go their separate ways and you know for reconvene every now and then i think it's perfectly fine um but the dark order i mean aew in general kind of has a issue with keeping things together and cohesive and stuff like that so if they want to like you know dissolve them i'll call it then i wouldn't have an issue with it but then you know fans would be like oh my god it's so wrong but like or... yeah it's not, it's like what it's not that big of a deal to just like they can do their own thing but they're like loosely tied to the dark order like they can always yeah. be the dark order they don't have to be one unit the entire yeah. time exactly okay and last but not least was Cole Cabana showing up this week on dynamite the official sign that CM Punk isn't coming back to AEW or also something of a middle finger to Punk as well I think it was definitely more of a middle finger. Now, I still think Punk is not being is not going to come back to AEW, but it definitely was like a, especially with the match being with Jericho, kind of like a, we we you know, internet we know what's going we know you know what's going on. We're gonna you know give Cabana some love. He hasn't really been on AEW at all, and our way isn't doing anything right now. So it definitely was a, a fuck you to Punk, which I got a little chuckle at. Gotta love the pettiness. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it, it for me, it's just more of a, you get Cabana there. Yeah, Cabana can wrestle, but like, I feel like it was also kind of just, you know, could have had someone else. Of all people, Colt Cabana as a, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you could have had someone else. Come on. Good at Jerry Lynn. Exactly. Even though he's, right? even though he's dead. That was a shitty power driver, by the way. Yeah, well. Yeah, you got, you got to protect the old man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that is it. If you want to be like Mr. X, send it in via the email, email. curveball and cs at gmail.com. That is curveball and cs at gmail.com. So let's uh, quickly just kind of run through the wrestling stuff. Uh, AEW, to be honest, like dog shit. Has been slipping recently. Uh, they're kind of in a tough spot with like the World Series, and you know they have a lot of competition now. They got like the you know the midterms coming up next or well yeah. next week. But and I mean, especially with like like full gear is right around the corner, and it just does not feel like they're hitting a stride like they have been in the past with these pay per views. So. I mean, no MJF on the show, just kind of overall, Dominic, you think that was the right move? You know, Moxley's on the show. He wrestled. Then MJF selling the beatdown, not on the show. Just what, two, three weeks out of pay-per-view? Yes and no. I mean, they need Moxley there because Moxley is their face right now. So, I mean, with no Young Bucks, no Kenny, no Punk, you know, you need as many, you need your champion there, so. I mean, and having MJF gone, it's it's just it's Tony's call and Tony's making a decision, so it has to be a good decision, right? 
Of course, yes, because everything Tony makes is a good decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, don't know if this opening match was a good decision because we had Jay Lethal beat Darby Allen with like the shittiest fake sting you'll ever see. I don't even remember what the guy's name was, but no one knew who he was. And then we get Jeff Jarrett debuting. I mean, first off, Darby, I don't think should be losing to Jay, to Jay Lethal. Darby was one of the hottest guys you had on the roster, and now he's significantly cooled off in these last couple, you know, last six months. Then you bring in Jeff Jarrett to like, He's like, okay, like he's a fine wrestler. Like he's an okay wrestler. He's okay at like everything else, even like backstage things. But he just has a stink on him about the death of WCW, TNA, and even like WWE to an extent. Like I just don't think it's a good move bringing him in, especially on screen. Like whatever, if he wants to be behind the scenes, that's cool. But I just don't think you need to have Jeff Jarrett on AEW in 2022, even 2019 or 20, whatever. Don't have Jeff Jarrett on your screen if you're trying to be a alternative to WWE. Well, I think this whole Ring of Honor thing is going to come around to Jarrett taking like a TNA originals and trying to form up like a, a a faction like that. Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe, um, fuck. Who are the other ones that are there? Fucking motherfucker. Like, you know, bring back Christopher Daniels, you know, bring back all these TNA originals. And he's trying, you know, tries to get something like that going. Maybe fuck a ring of honor. Fuck AW TNA originals only, you know. Yeah, moving on, as I definitely didn't have a microphone muted. We had a uh, Moxley beating Lee Moriarty. Um, you know, the match was like, meh. Uh, Lamar Jackson showed up late in the match. And so that kind of just the crowd kind of ignored the match and just kind of started cheering for him. But uh, as we said earlier, like, I don't know why you have this Moxley MJF thing and they just kind of put it on hold for a week. Maybe they're punting because of the world series, but I don't know, just kind of a, a overall blah type episode of dynamite. Yeah. Uh, right. Soraya and uh, Renee were supposed to have a sit down with, Baker, but she no showed. Then they just kind of go to talk. They just talk, and Soraya pretty much said without saying she's back and she's going to wrestle for Baker at the pay per view. Dominic, woo! I really don't want to watch this match. You don't want your girl to get hurt. That, but like, I just don't feel like it's going to be a good match at all. I think it's going to be a lot of botches and a lot of ring rust and just terribleness. Not saying much, but I think this was better than kind of her in-ring promos and the commentary she's been doing. So positives. Uh, we get the daddy ass birthday bash. Um, crowd. I mean, the crowd loves the acclaim. They love the scissoring and stuff like that. I'm kind of like cooling off on it a little bit. Like it's kind of a, a like a fun shtick, but kind of doing these in-ring WWE type segments for like 10 minutes. It's definitely wearing on me and I can definitely see this getting turned on real quick. Give it another three months, people will start fucking booing them because they're gonna be so over that it's gonna be cool. Not it's gonna be cool to boo them. Not that it's cringy and kind of corny. Yeah, yeah, definitely not that. But uh, then we get Jericho and Colt Cabana. Talked about the Cabana coming back. Cool to see him, but the match itself wasn't all that great. Jericho gets the win. Uh, then we get some uh, BCC and JAS shit and whatever yep. the fuck uh yep. don't know if we're ever gonna get a, a jerry lynn jericho match but 
Hope not. Uh, we he he beats up on Ian Riccoboni. So. Oh, oh no. I know the audacity. Uh, Orange yeah. Cassidy defends the All Atlantic title against Ray Phoenix and Luchasaurus. We get a Jungle Boy Jack Perry showing up to beat up on Luchasaurus. Uh, Orange Cassidy gets the win, and then. Katsuyori Shibata shows up. We're getting an Orange Cassidy Shibata match. What the fuck is going on? Ho- hopefully Shibata, you know, is healthy enough and doesn't get hurt. I fear for that man's safety, but I mean, God bless Orange Cassidy. He's probably one of the, the best guys he- they could work with. He could work with. So uh, should be a fun little matchup, but also kind of just out of the blue nowhere. Like why is Shibata here to wrestle Orange Cassidy? Because they're grasping for straws now. Uh, then we get another title match. So many title matches on the show, Oof. but when you have so many title matches, it's almost like they don't, none of them matter. Uh, exactly. We get Jade Cargill defeating uh, Marina Shafir. No one got hurt. That's all we can ask for. Right, Dominic? Exactly. Uh, then in the main event, Samoa Joe beats uh, Brian Cage. Kind of a, a like a, a fun, hard-hitting match, but also kind of like a, a weak main event for AEW. Kind of going off of, I feel like they're kind of punting and kind of taking a backseat and, didn't put their best foot forward, but also they have so many injuries and, you know, no punk, no Cole, no elite, no Brian on this show, really. So it's like you, you can't really expect them to, you know, have balls to the wall matches and shows every single week. But hopefully next two to three weeks, they kind of turn it up with full gear quickly approaching. And finally, we will do our WWE talk. We got a pay-per-view coming on. In uh, almost 13 hours at the time blood we are recording, money, we got Blood Money Crown Jewel 2022. Um, nine, eight matches have been announced for the show thus far, starting off with the tag team match for the women's titles. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, the new women's tag team champions, defending against Damage Control, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky Shirai. Dominic Bliss and Asuka just got the titles. They're not going to lose them here, right? No, they're going to lose them. Cool. And can't wait for all these women to wear some scuba outfits as the wrestling attires. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. Uh, I'm going to go with Bliss and Asuka. I'm not loving like the bouncing around of titles. And if they're to win them, why do you do that? Why can't you just like wait off until Crown Jewel and have them win here? But hopefully that's they they can just keep it on them. How you don't keep moving. Uh, Staying with the men's tag team division as the Usos defend their titles against the Brawling Brutes, Rich Holland, and Butch. Possibly, I mean, I think the Usos win, but this is going to be a real fun match. But uh, I just, I do find it weird with the Usos because you kind of want to keep them with the titles as long as Roman has the title. Tag division is not really that strong, so I I just kind of wonder when you kind of pull the trigger on having the Usos lose the titles, but I don't I don't think it's here, but I mean, it could, but I just don't think it will. I mean, it's, it's, it depends on. I really don't know. I, 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 for me, this is kind of up in the air, honestly. So I don't know. We got some big time singles matches, big time, you know, only could happen. In the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, as Braun Strowman takes on Omos, uh, big beefy men's bumping meat. Uh, I think, yeah, N- no chicanery. Let's have no shitty finishes. Let's just put our heads down, get through this match, put over Braun Strowman, and just move on to the next one, right? That's all we can ask for. Exactly. No one 
can't get hurt. That's all we can ask for. Uh, we get a steel cage match with Drew McIntyre taking on Kerry and Cross with the Smoke Show Scarlet. I think this one could go either way. It's a cage match, which sucks because you have the cage match. Hopefully, this is supposed to be the end of a feud, but you kind of suspect or expect some sort of chicanery to occur. So I, I'm going to go with Cross to get the win again, and then maybe we get a big blow off at Survivor Series, and that's where Drew gets the win. Exactly. I could not have said it any better than that, Brandon. You are a great podcast person. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Then another big meaty man bump and meat as Brock Lesnar takes on Bobby Lashley. Uh, Lashley has been built up and protected. Lesnar coming back after his loss to SummerSlam has been taking a lot of losses because he's been facing Reigns recently. Does Lesnar kind of get an, a, a win, a rebound win here, or do they surprise us and keep Lashley? Who does have Lesnar's number? I say you give it to Lashley and and then Lesnar, you know, they can have a they can run it back as Survivor Series and have Lesnar win that. I'm gonna go with Lesnar. I don't know exactly what his contract status is or what he's kind of got going on in the pipeline, but I, I think you kind of just have Lesnar win. It can just be a, a fun sprint of a match and just kind of move on. I don't think Lashley's really hurt too much. It's always crazy that Lesnar is the the younger of the two in this matchup. So anyways, we get a six man tag match as the OC taken on judgment day. Uh, Carl Anderson skipping new Japan for that big old blood money. This one could go either way as well. Uh, you know, just kind of pick out who gets pinned Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, or Damian priest and Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley in the corner, possibly some chicanery. This, I mean, this match isn't really meaning, meaning much, but, if I have to pick one, I guess I'll pick the Judgment Day just to kind of keep the storyline moving. But I'll give it to the OC. I think I think the Saudi fans want the OC to win, so I'll give it to OC. All right, Dominic. What is the main event for Blood Money? Do WWE do the unthinkable and have a last man, last woman? Standing match for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair and Bailey. Do they have two women main event a Saudi Arabia show? Or will it be Roman Reigns and Logan Paul? It better be Bailey and Bianca. It better be, but because of the fact that it's Saudi, I'm gonna go with Roman and Logan. Yes. I think even if this took place in Poughkeepsie, it would be Roman and Logan. But Bianca Belair taking on Bailey, last woman standing match. Uh, I think a lot of people are not expecting Bailey to win, but think she can win. I'm going to go with Bianca. I think if you were going to have Bailey win, you have her win the last one. Uh, Bailey hasn't exactly been clicking that much as a heel or as just kind of his character in general. And I think they are going to go towards Bianca and Charlotte, possibly WrestleMania or something down the line. So keep it on Bianca, have her hold the title, have it, you know, have her have a, a nice, meaningful title reign. So I say Bianca keeps it, but what do you think, Dominic? What? What? Bianca and Bailey. Who is the last woman standing? Bianca, because she's been on a hot streak as of lately with winning all these matches she's never been a part of. So I give it to Bianca for that reason. 
Then in the main event, Roman Reigns defends his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Logan Paul in his third wrestling match ever. Uh, Jake Paul is going to be in the corner of Logan while uh, Roman Reigns got the bloodline in his without Sami Zayn for obvious reasons. But, uh, you know, Roman should and will win this match. I think it's going to be probably the the match of the night. It's going to have a lot of bells and whistles and it's going to be two stars, you know, going back and forth. And Logan is super athletic and he can have a good match. Now we can have the discussion of should he be in this match? No, but he's here. I think they're going to have a, a really good match, but Roman's going to win at the end. If Roman doesn't win, I will never watch WWE again. Oh, we're we're doing the Mandy Rules ultimatum. Yeah, because Logan Paul should never be a WWE champion. So, well, if Roman loses, I will boycott WWE. All right, folks, you heard it here first. We are implementing the Mandy Rose rule on Blood Money tomorrow. So check back in next week to see if that happens. But that is it for today, Dominic. Thank you. I know you've had Thank a you. stressful last couple of days. Thank you for making the time. It's been a pleasure. What? You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Ubrigado, Omaronio. Ubrigado, Mami Moniana. And ubrigado to all the Amaronios. Sukami Minks, all right? Some some Sicilian for your ass. Sukami Minks. How you doing? Keep it moving. All right. Thank you guys very much. If you want to be a part of the Mink podcast, juice. Curveballs and CS on Twitter and Instagram, Curveball and CS on or curveball and CS at gmail.com. If you want to Take send new applications, taking new applications for a possible co-host, kick me to the curb, Dominic and whoever the fuck wants to join can join. Uh, but until next time, that's been Dom for the Dominic Hobson. That's his last name. It the is studio sometimes. audience, the mascot and uh, Ty Gundy and Johnny Roken, Mr. X and big fluff 13 and uh, shout out Adriana, shout out Rich, shout out uh, all the other thousands of people that I met at all American label shout out to the bronze Eagle that is just out there on a, on a log, which Dominic said he's never seen an Eagle before. That is a goddamn lie. There is a Eagle at his former job of employment, but oh my God. until next time, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye. Yesterday's you